0: Welcome to the UDIA Queensland's development drum podcast, where we speak to members and ask them to share some property industry insights and at the same time, get to know our industry colleagues a little better. My guest today is Raina Sinathampi. Raina is Springfield City Group's managing director. A solicitor by trade, Raina holds a Bachelor of Arts and Bachelor of Law degrees and also a Masters of Business Administration. In February 2013, Rayner was appointed Managing Director of the Springfield City Group. Over the years, Rayner has been closely involved in the building of the Greater Springfield City, now the fourth fastest growing statistical local area in the country. In 2018, Rayner received the University of Queensland's Vice-Chancellor's Alumni Excellence Award for her role in promoting the role of women in the property industry. Rayner has also served on the Leadership Council for Cultural Diversity, and the Premier's Business Advisory Council. She currently serves on the Committee for Brisbane Advisory Council and the USQ Business Advisory Council. In her spare time, Raina participates in triathlon and enjoys travelling. Thanks for joining us on the Development Drum today, Raina. Raina, Springfield has three really well-defined pillars, and I always think of these pillars when I think of Springfield these days. IT, health and education. How important have they been in terms of the city's evolution?
1: Yeah, that's right, Kirsty. That's the thing. We've always had these pillars actually since the dawn of the mm. project, and that's what's made it quite interesting to see how they've stayed true to the pillars over the years. And back in the 90s when these were established... I, mean, I don't remember
0: the 90s to you, Raina. No. just
1: a <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but it was quite interesting because IT was... Important, but not as important as this is now. And we were doing this promo at one stage, which offered a free Apple computer with every home. Wow. And people were saying, Why would I need a computer at home? (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) And now everyone, every member of the family has a device. Yes. So that has definitely stayed true. And They have been instrumental, not just about getting services to people, but also making sure that it brings jobs
0: to people over time as well. And have you found during the city's evolution that at times one of those pillars has perhaps played a stronger role than the other two, a little bit of ebb and flow?
1: Yeah, definitely. As as demands, as population needs change, those needs change Mm. over time. So... I remember with the first school, it was set up as a primary yes. school, grew to be a Peter 12 school. And then it was about, oh, well, we better get sorted out on where the kids go from, yes. from
0: there. Yes. And it was
1: about focusing on that in the early days, making sure that those education services were growing.
0: Yes, Now we have 12 schools in Greater Springfield. Fantastic. Wow. And did you imagine that from day one? Oh, definitely. We've
1: always had this very strong education ethos. Yeah, We felt just by looking at the whole corridor, yeah. the biggest way we could make a difference was education and it wasn't widely accepted. No. We were told, oh, kids leave school at year 10 around here and it was about, well, how are we going to make a difference? How are you going to leave a legacy? And education had the potential to do that for the corridor.
0: And I don't know what you found, but certainly from our research, we've just found on people's radar, medical has just climb to the top very quickly as a result of COVID. People are really keen to have accessible, high-quality medical services. Have you found a similar thing at Springfield? That's
1: right. And it's not just that. It's about the local GP. Yes. That, that being very local to your community, not having to pack the kids up yeah. and take them 20, 30 minutes down the road. It's really about that strong personal connection with your health provider. Yeah. So definitely you will see more health in Greater Springfield. So GP services, absolutely almost taken for granted, but it's really that next higher order of services that we're looking to
0: provide. Yeah, fantastic. What lessons do you think from Springfield could be used to inform a better and more integrated approach to master planning and growth area delivery? It's one of those questions at the forefront of our mind at the moment as we grapple with a growing region, a growing state, but still perhaps a model that isn't fully integrated?
1: I think the biggest thing is having a long-term plan and actually sticking to it, providing those growth corridors, understanding the infrastructure requirement of those corridors and then making the commitment to deliver them. Mm. And you'll always have that debate of is it ahead of time? Yes. Yes. It's about sticking to timeframes that will ultimately get infrastructure to those homes. Yeah. Because our plan, which was devised over 30 years ago now, mm. was about making that commitment to a community yeah, and then absolutely stumping up and delivering on that. Yeah. It might have taken us one, two years longer than yes. perhaps we initially anticipated. Yeah. But that's what we promised our community and ultimately that's what we strove to deliver. And I think the other thing, part to that question, is about the partnerships. You can't do it as a private developer. You might need local, state, federal government assistance. So it's about all these parties committing and making those long-term commitments that see these things provided in a timely way.
0: So I think what we grapple with is just the effects of not doing that and I think the community now are are really aware of that and they see the fact that there's not this integrated approach or the infrastructure is lagging and they expect better so yeah I I do think there's a lot of lessons that we can take from Springfield. Yeah we
1: owe it to the community to, to do those things and to think about them ahead of time and then give them some reasonable time frames to which they should be delivered. Yeah.
0: Now, of all the really significant achievements of Springfield City Group, which one are you most proud of? Now, I know this is a tough question, Raina, but (laughs) give give it your best. It's (laughs) hard to pick your favourite child. It is.
1: (laughs) But, um, and look, there's so many things, but what I, I would have to say that I'm proud of is the educational legacy. yes. That has made a significant difference to our community, but beyond our community as well. Mm. And I always remember in the early 2000s where USQ now has a campus at Springfield and they had their very, very first graduation. And the graduate that got up to speak as the valedictorian made a great address to his counterparts and he said, look, if not for this university, me or 50% of my cohort there would have ever gone to university. That's incredible. And that's a really powerful statement mm. for himself mm. because that becomes an intergenerational yes. trend that is then embedded. And so I think, you know, that that's priceless. Yes. You, it's not a park, it's not a road or curbing or channeling or anything yeah. like that. It's about changing lives and changing that corridor forever.
0: Yeah as you say, changing lives, changing the pathway that young people choose or may choose to take and providing it as an option. Very much so. Now, Springfield has of course partnered with many organisations over the years to assist in delivering the Springfield vision. In your mind, what are some of the key ingredients of success of those partnerships?
1: I think one of the key things would really be about communication. And because through those partnerships, you obviously have good days, yes. and sometimes you have bad days, <laughs> yes. and, and almost appreciating that that is the deal. Yeah. So being able to stick with each other, to absolutely commit to the partnership, I think is essential. Yes. And riding through the tough times together, and that really takes robust communication yeah. to develop those frameworks for governance and communication at the outset, yep. and then be willing to work through those times understanding that some of them might be rosy times, Mm. some of them will be testing times and that's the industry, isn't it? Yes. Good days and sometimes bad days and somehow you have to stick through it together.
0: And that enduring partnership is the key to those success. Absolutely, Yeah. yeah. And I imagine too, different times of the cycle, some of those conversations might be a little bit easier and sometimes a little bit harder. So in those moments, how do you approach those conversations?
1: I think the main thing, Kirsty, is to have that long-term perspective, to know that ultimately both parties are there to deliver something for the future. Yes. For the present and then future. And so it's really working through the tough times to get to the end goal. And if you can survive together through the tough times, then ultimately, again, it might take you a couple of years longer, but you'll get to the end goal.
0: Yeah, fantastic. Now, your leadership both within Springfield City Group and the broader property industry is widely admired, including by yours truly. What is your <laughs> advice to young professionals and those looking to move from a technical role, given your background as a lawyer, to into a leadership position?
1: Yeah, well, Kirsty, I must admit you've been a great leader as well and showing the, showing the way forward for our industry and also people within our industry. And probably for me, it's just those types of role models like yourself is just amazing. So with the young property professionals coming through, mm. I'd just say take every opportunity yes. because there's so many opportunities in this industry. Yeah. Part of them are rewarded through career growth, salary growth, et cetera, and some of them are your own time and input yes. to network, get into positions on committees, et cetera, yes. and contribute what you can. Yeah. And through those probably the extracurricular ones I'd call them, is you just get miles and miles of of opportunities and growth, personal growth and technical skills that possibly you may not get in your job, Mm -hmm. day-to-day job. So take every opportunity is my advice, because I don't think you'll ever regret it.
0: Yeah. And I think, Raina, to your point too, it's I learnt, I think, 90% about the industry by sitting around those tables, just listening to people talk yep. about the technical aspects, Correct. the technical barriers, the challenges. And it is an industry, I think, who's very much willing to share their time and mentor absolutely. young yeah. property professionals.
1: We've got some absolutely mm-hmm. gems in this industry. And young, old, you can learn something from everyone. Yes. So, And I definitely don't think you should dismiss the voices of the youth. No. So they will change our industry. Yes. And it's very important that you have a range of conversations that help inform us. on the way forward.
0: Now, outside work, Raina, what keeps you busy?
1: Well, I guess a lot of uh, family commitments, obviously, as well as just my own interests in um,
0: exercise and particularly triathlons. Oh, wow, triathlons. (laughs) Why do three when you can only do one, Raina? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, that's a really good question. Yeah, that's It's right. a really good question because I'm not good at anything. <laughs> oh, <particular>. go on. <laughs> but
1: I think, look, uh, why I enjoy it, it's the variety. Yes. And so you can't get bored of one because no, you can that's always right. switch around. Yeah. And I think the great thing about participating in any event, walking, cycling, whatever it might be, is the sporting camaraderie yes. is just so fantastic. Yeah. People that give you that... Tiny bit of encouragement one day when you don't feel up to it. Yeah. That is so just an enjoyable part of being part of any sport. Yeah. So, yeah, that keeps me busy. Oh, it <laughs>
0: would. They always say that you always have a, a weakest leg of the three, which is your weak leg, Rainer. Come on. Uh, it's definitely swimming. Is it?
1: <laughs> I have a bit of a entertainment out there on the course with my swimming and provide entertainment <laughs> to others. Do to you me. good
0: on you. <laughs> and I imagine you have to cover quite a distance each week to keep that up, do you? Yeah, I think it's
1: as long as you're having fun yeah. doing it, you're not counting the yeah, K's. Okay. You're just having fun and if you can find a group of people that you enjoy training with, yeah. then, then even better.
0: A Sport too, that a lot from the industry are involved in too. So, I imagine there's no escaping.
1: I see a lot of familiar faces. You do, but at in Lycra. Events.
0: In yeah. Lycra. <laughs> yeah, look,
1: I don't know if anyone aspires to be seen in no, Lycra. No, no, no. But unfortunately, you're not invisible no. at those events. <laughs> you can't disappear. <laughs> it takes
0: you a while to work out who it is, but once you do, there's no turning back. Yeah, yeah. correct, correct. <laughs> now, thinking ahead, um for the next decade, Rainer, what's your vision for Springfield City Group? You've achieved so much in I'm sure it seems like over a very long period, but you know, in the eyes of many over such a short period. So what's next? What's the next frontier?
1: I think the biggest thing we're trying to crack is our goal for jobs. So yes. we've always talked about having one job for every 3 residents. Okay. So we've got over 50,000 residents now in Springfield and growing. Our goal is to have 50,000 jobs in Greater Springfield, primarily in those pillars that we talked about earlier, health, innovation, IT, sorry, health, IT, education, but also in the areas of sport and defence, which are growing areas within our project.
0: Yeah. And what do you need to do to get there, Raina? What's the pathway?
1: (laughs) Interesting question, actually, because RESI almost seems easy now Mm. when you're trying to build a jobs agenda yes one of the great things is those pillars were established early so we know where we're looking for those businesses that could locate Springfield and then hopefully grow yeah so really what we need to do is just go hunting down some businesses that are within these areas and look for opportunities for them to be in Springfield it has to be a win-win and ideally for them to grow and spring Yes. Out.
0: And I imagine too that COVID has come. I remember speaking to you, it would have been in 2020. I think we did a blog post together. And I remember thinking then that COVID really has probably changed the nature of some of those conversations because it seems that many businesses are looking to move away from perhaps the CBD and, and decentralise. Is that what you're finding on the ground?
1: I think increasingly people will go back to the CBDs. I think that's inevitable. But I think we're probably a balance can be achieved is some local hubs. Yes. So whether yes. it's in areas like Springfield, Mount Gravatt, Chermside, yep. areas that people can almost retreat to yes. as opposed to coming to the C B D mm. every day. So to me it's about finding that right balance. Yeah. Um, we've definitely found that people enjoyed being in the burbs. Yes. Um during these interesting times. Mm. And that has actually borne up played out well for yes, Springfield. Yes, I bet. Um, more people being at home yes. resulted in local businesses prospering yes. as a result, which was good.
0: And you'd still be seeing some of that, I imagine, too, with more flexible working arrangements, more people in the suburbs during the day, during the working yeah, week.
1: That's for sure. Yeah. I think that presence is obvious. Yeah. And you can see it on the roads. Yes. You can see it in the businesses. You can see it in the coffee shops at lunchtime. Mm-hmm. So more activity in our suburbs, inevitable as a result yes. of the pandemic.
0: We all tested out our local coffee shops, didn't we? They certainly (laughs) got a workout and and
1: they probably needed that patronage. Yeah. So really... And I find that some people wanted to support their locals yes. during that time. Yes. So it was a win-win. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Way. Well, Raina, it's been absolutely wonderful to speak to you today. We really appreciate your time. Thanks, and, um, and thank you for all that you do for the industry. We watch with all what Springfield City Group is doing and we're very big supporters. So onward and upward, Raina. Thanks very much, Kirsty. Thanks for your leadership also. Thanks, Raina. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the UDIA Queensland's Development Drum Podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure having you with us. Remember to rate and review this show on your favourite podcast app. While you're there, please make sure you click subscribe so you don't miss an episode.